0: Turn to Hebrews 10, please, this evening. Well, let's see, 2 Corinthians 4, I should have told you. And then Hebrews 10. Hebrews 10 is good for tonight, but let's go to 2 Corinthians 4 like we usually do. For those of you that haven't been with us in these Friday night sessions every week for a number of weeks now, we've been teaching on the subject of the spirit of faith. And uh, faith is so vitally important, you know, before I strike out teaching on something like this, a series or, or, or a single, anything, I seek the Lord and I know there's a lot of different things in the word to teach about and I know that people have different things that they're believing for or different things that they might be deficient in, they need to be enriched, need to be fed in different areas. And so I'm believing the Holy Ghost knows a lot more than I do, and He leads us to deal with what is most pertinent and what is most necessary at the time. And so I'm believing a good dose of faith every week on Friday night has been the most pertinent for now. We've been talking about the spirit of faith. How many believe faith is important? Is it vital? Is it necessary? To be victorious in life. It's necessary to be saved. Can you be saved without faith? Let me ask that again. Think about it. Is it possible to be saved without faith? Impossible. Right? For it's by grace through faith that we're saved not of works lest any man should boast. Can you please God without faith? Are you sure? I mean, there's not any other circumstances that you could do something without faith and it would please God. Can you pray a prayer that pleases God, but it's not a prayer of faith? Can you do a work? Can you give an offering uh, that pleases God, but it's not in faith? It has to be in faith or it's unacceptable. The just shall live by faith. The just shall walk by faith. This is the victory that overcomes the world. Even our faith. The scripture said, I tell you, I get as excited about faith as about eating anything or doing anything or enjoying anything or going anywhere. I get happy just thinking about faith. Because I know what it's done for me. Amen. And we're just started down this path. How many faith people do I have in here tonight? You'd say, I'm a faith man. I'm I'm a faith woman. I'm a faith person. Glory to God of a faith God. In 2 Corinthians 4, let's read our texts and go on, you know, like I do, review half the night, and uh, <laughs> or whatever the Lord deals with us to do. The reviewing's good, too. Sometimes, uh, I know a fellow, he heard this certain message, I think it was 15 times before he got it. He came a-hollering and he thought, I've heard this thing, I've heard you preach that 15 times I got the tapes. I've listened to one of that one tape 15 times and the 15th time I got it. I've, I heard what you're talking about. Well, the Holy Ghost revealed it to it. It's not because the Holy Ghost is slow. <laughs> if there was any slowness, it would be on the human side, right? <laughs> but even if you feel like you've been slow on some stuff, just stay with it, right? Just stay with it and keep on and you'll get it. In 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 13, he says, we having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed and therefore have I spoken, we also believe and therefore speak. Principal parts of faith uh, are believing and speaking. That is how you get born again, isn't it? What are Romans 10, 9 and 10? What does it talk about? How do you get born again? How do you get saved? You uh, uh, believe in your heart that God has raised Jesus from the dead. And then you do what? Confess with your mouth that he is Lord. Believing in the heart, confessing with the mouth, you got the greatest miracle you'll ever believe for. Any healing, in one sense, is a lesser miracle. Compared, you you didn't get healed spiritually, you were recreated. Born again, a new creation you're called. That's not repair work done on an existing structure. (laughs) Which is what healing is. Healing's repair work. Restoration. Even replaced, a miracle of replacing a body part that wasn't there or something. That's not uh, like the miracle of your inner man. Your spirit being completely made a new creation. You've already believed for one of the biggest things you can believe for. Let me say that again. You've already believed for one of the biggest things you can believe for. Why couldn't you believe for a healing? Or money to pay your bills? Or whatever it is you need to believe for. Somebody somebody said out loud, I can believe God. My faith works. Amen. Yeah. Now, go over to Hebrews 10. He said, we have the same spirit of faith. Same spirit of faith Moses had when he stretched his rod out over the Red Sea and it parted. Same. There's not four or five different Holy Ghosts. Not four or five different sources of faith. Same spirit of faith that was in David when he faced Goliath and won. Same spirit of faith that was in Peter when he preached on the day of Pentecost. Same spirit of faith that was in Jesus as he walked the earth, teaching and healing and ministering. That spirit of faith that, that was in Jesus and is in Jesus is in me and in you. We are to be overcomers. We are to be more than conquerors. Amen. Never say, I can't believe that. I don't know if I can believe. I don't know if my faith is up for that. If you need it, then believe that your faith is up for it. In uh, Hebrews, the 10th chapter and the 35th verse, Hebrews 35. Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which has great recompense of reward. For you have need of patience. That after you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise. For yet a little while, and he that shall come will come and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. But we are not of them who draw back unto perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. Faith doesn't cast away its confidence. Faith doesn't grow impatient and quit. Faith doesn't draw back. Faith steps out. Amen. How many realize anything that you've received in faith in past days and years of your life, you stepped out. You had to step out some way or another. And when you stepped out obeying God and stepped out in faith, he met you. Met your needs. Now chapter 11, all this goes together, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. If it's faith, the word hoped for could also be translated expected, if it's faith, if you're in faith about it, then you don't see it or feel it, and it hasn't happened yet in this realm that you can see and feel. It hasn't happened yet. You don't see it or feel it if you're in faith about it. You hear people say, I mean, I've seen it on billboards. I've seen it in books. I've heard it on TV and radio. Well, uh, seeing is believing. That is not a verse. That's the opposite of the scripture. Seeing is not believing. Seeing miracles doesn't give you faith either. I mean, you can stand right in front of a miracle. You can see a miracle in front of your eyes and walk away doubting. That's right. You can say, well, I don't know what that is, but they, they rigged that some way or another. I don't know. If they put that on. I don't know what that is. So they just made that up. They just got excited. and It's hypnosis. It's this. It's that. You don't have to believe just because you see and hear a miracle around about you. Faith comes how? By hearing and hearing by the word of God. And you have to decide if you're going to believe what you heard. And if you don't want to believe it, you won't believe it. But people say, well, if I'd see a healing, I'd believe in it. It'd be too late to believe in it. (laughs) Are you with me now? If you're believing that you're healed, you don't look healed. You don't feel healed. Healing is not manifested in your body yet. If you looked healed and you felt healed, you wouldn't need to believe you're healed. It's too late to believe you're healed. You feel it. You see it. You know, somebody said, well, when the money comes, I'll believe it. It's too late to believe it. When it's there. Right? Well, I'll believe y'all got all this paid for when I see it. then you're not helping us at all. (laughs) You're dragging We're having to pull you along. (laughs) Well, I'll believe it when I see it. No, you won't. When you see it, you see it. That's not believing. Hmm? We're in faith about Jesus. We haven't seen him. We haven't seen heaven. But we believe it. Right? We can believe it because we hadn't seen it. One day we're going to see it. Yes. Amen. Yes. Going to see him. Yes. Going to see heaven. Yes. Then we'll be seeing. Yes. Till then we believe it. Yes. Amen. Yes. You believe it before you see it. Yes. Before you feel it. I've had people say. you Kind of wrinkle an eyebrow and go. Well I'm not going to believe I got something I can't see or feel. Completely ignorant about the nature of faith. That's the only way you would be believing. That's is amazing. if you didn't see it or feel it. Faith is the substance of things hoped for or expected, the evidence of things not seen. If you're in faith about it, you don't see it, you don't feel it, it hasn't happened yet. But you believe it. Amen. 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 You're calling that bill paid, you're calling that house sold, there's not one buyer in sight, there's nothing in the natural to make you think it's sold, but you believe it's sold. Amen. So you say, I'm calling it sold. Say, what about that house? It's sold. You mean you already got a contract? No, I believe it's sold. You mean it's sold? No, I said, I believe it's sold. Amen. You see the difference now? Yep. You already got a contract? No. Well, then it ain't sold. Yeah, by faith it is. Amen. I'm calling it sold. I believe it's sold. Amen. Are you with me now? Amen. That car's, I'm calling that car paid for I believe it's paid for. Well, you you still making payments on it? Yeah. Well, then it ain't paid for. Well, no, I believe it's paid for. If it was already paid for, I wouldn't need to be believing it was paid for. <laughs> I'm calling it paid for. If it was already paid for, wouldn't need to be calling it paid for. I'd be using my faith on something else. Are you all with me? I know this sounds redundant, but it's important to go over these things. These are so important, so so basic. Now, keep reading. In previous sessions, we went verse by verse and looked uh, because we want to understand about this spirit of faith that is in us and on us. What does faith look like, sound like, respond, do? Because we need to know that this spirit of faith is in us and yield to the spirit of faith. Whatever they did, we can do because we got the same spirit of faith in us. We, we just got through reading it. By faith, verse 2, the elders obtained a good report. How are we going to get a good report card with God? By faith. By faith. How do you get an A plus on your report card with God? By faith. By faith. By faith. And through faith we understand the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Two things going on at least in that verse. We understand that all this is created out of what you could not see. We understand that by faith. We weren't there. We didn't see it. But we read it in the scripture. We accept it. Amen. There are a lot of people who don't accept it. That's right. Somebody said, well, it's, it was a big bang. Yeah, when God spoke, there was a big bang. <laughs> I expect there was a big bang, (laughs) a lot of other big stuff going on. (laughs) But no, no, you know, I mean, when when you get into thinking about. If the earth was a little bit further from the earth, uh, excuse me, sun, or a little bit closer to the sun, we couldn't have the environment, we couldn't have the life. I mean, everything had to be so perfect. When you talk about this, that you just believe it happened by chance, it takes more faith to believe that than it does this. (laughs) Astronomically ridiculous to believe that so we got no evidence yes i do the word of god is my evidence amen and to me that is more solid than anything i see or i feel i understand by faith that my own body everything i see and feel came out of what you could not see and feel god put faith in his words and he spoke and he said light be and it became Amen. Yeah. And everything else that he made, we read it in the book of Genesis. I believe it happened just exactly like that. Amen. Now, uh, he, he goes on to say, verse 4, By faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. Faith is a giver. Yeah. Amen. That's why Abel's in the book. Because yeah. of his gift. Because he gave Fluffy. Yeah. Remember Fluffy? Yeah. <laughs> Fluffy was the best sheep, the prettiest sheep, the fattest sheep, the most perfect sheep that he had. Yeah. And he gave God his best, and he gave it with his heart, and he gave in faith, believing the Lord would like it. Yes. Amen. Believing it would be, and it was his faith that made it acceptable. Yes. And Cain just gave. Amen. Didn't give in faith. That's right. And so his was unacceptable. And I don't care how big of a check you write and put in the offering plate. If you don't give in faith, it's unacceptable. Amen. Right? Yep. You must give in faith. And in order to be in faith, you must do your best. Amen. Thank for those two amens. <laughs> We've already received the offering. Don't get scared. But I'm reading scripture to you. Yes. How was Abel able to give in faith? He gave his best. He knew he was doing the best he could do. And because of that, he could give in faith. If you know that you're just, you know, throwing a dollar in the plate and you know you're making big money and you could do a whole lot better than that and your heart's bothering you, then your offering did not please God. Because you didn't give in faith. God dealt with you to sow a thousand and you gave ten. You understand what I'm saying? See, the preacher might not know that. Your wife might not know it. The person in front of you behind you might not know it. But God knows it. Right. And so to him your offering was unacceptable. Amen. And this is very real, friend. Yeah. You know, Phyllis and I, when we started out, we sowed, I remember the first time we gave in faith. You know, grew up in church and gave even in Sunday school, put our pennies in and our quarter and everything else. Uh, but just, that was just pretty much what everybody did and I didn't understand what was going on. But I remember when we got a hold of some word and we began to realize you're supposed to give by faith, we had $10 to our name. And we we're in a meeting and we bought a tape. Well, first of all, we sewed in the offering $5 and then we bought a tape for $5 and went home with nothing in our pocket. But I know uh, we knew we were given in faith. We did it from our heart. And, and I knew it pleased God. That's where we were at. And so for a while it was $5 and $10 and then $20 and then $50. But it's been a long time since I gave a $5 offering. It'd be an insult for me to give a $5 offering. Are you with me? We have a minimum we won't give below that. You know, unless the Lord just specifically said that. But I mean, you know, we've we've increased and increased. Why? Because it's coming into us in large increments. I'm I'm beyond $5 now. I'm above that. I should be given better than that. Now, whether it's your church or maybe you just attend here, but whatever you're supposed to be doing, uh, you know, honor God. Amen. 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 For where you are, for where he's brought you to. Like one fellow said, you know, he, he was in trouble with his business. And so he went to the pastor and he said, man, believe with me, pray with me. He said, well, are you a tither? He said, no, I don't believe in that. He said, well, you know, I think that's a problem. He said, because the scripture teaches, you know, that the tithe belongs to the Lord. And you, the 10%. So you, you got to get that settled in your hearts. Is it his or is it not? And so he did. And he said, okay, all right, I'm going to tithe. He said, well, no, you got to be, you got to want to. It's not about me and you, it's between you and God. And finally he got it settled. Well, man, in the course of the next year, God completely turned his business around. He's making good money. And in the next two or three years, man, his tithe is uh, 10000 a week sometimes. And he came to the pastor and said, you know, I just feel like this is too much money for me to be given to God. He said, "Uh, I want you to pray with me what I ought to do about it. I ain't nothing to pray about. and he, he, he said, so the pastor said, well, okay. And he took his hand. He said, Lord, this is too much for my brother to give. Reduce his income so his tithe is not so. He said, no, no, no. He said, don't pray. That. He said, well, no, you can't have it both ways. What do you want? You had nothing. You asked God to bless you. And he brought you to this place. Now it's too big. That's right. That happens a lot, though. Yeah. It happens a lot. What does it take to please God with your offering? One word, faith. Can you give your offering in faith when God's blessing you with thousands a week and you give two dollars? Are you in faith giving? No, you're not. Because you know in your heart you're not doing your best. <laughs> Next verse. Next <laughs> verse. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found. It takes faith to walk with God. You said, I want to walk with God. You're supposed to be walking with God every day. Yeah, but I want to see him. Well, you don't want to walk by faith, do you? Hmm? I want to hear an audible voice. You're bucking against walking by faith. You're saying, I don't want to walk by faith. I want to see something. I want to feel something. Well, he has ordained that right now we walk how? for we walk. The scripture said, was it first Corinthians five, Second Corinthians five, seven. We walk uh, by faith, not by sight. I mean, we don't see him. We don't hear him. We don't feel him. But you can get up in the morning and go, good morning, Lord. Why? Because you believe he's there. Right? Good morning, Lord. Amen. And believe that he'll talk back to you. And he'll commune with you. And you talk to him while you're getting ready. And you talk to him in the car. Because you believe he's there. You believe he hears you. And the more you believe that, the more he will manifest himself to you. The more real he, and the stronger you believe he's there, you'll begin to sense his presence. more you talk about him and praise him and magnify. Why would you praise him unless you believed he was there? Why would you talk to him if you didn't believe he heard you? It's all by faith, isn't it? And and he walked with God by faith and pleased God that way and and got so caught up and got so close to God that he looked up one day and he wasn't on the earth anymore. God took him. In verse 7, Noah, you know, warned of God of things not seen as yet, not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house. Faith gets ready. Faith prepares. Amen. Amen. I've seen people come in in healing meetings. I've seen people on stretchers come and bring a new pair of shoes. Hadn't walked in years, but brought a new pair of shoes. They're ready to walk. Amen. Amen. I've seen people, you know, get ready and prepare and whatever God said. Well, God told me, you know, that he's bringing somebody into my life, talking about single people, you know. So they started getting ready. And, boy, they shaped up and trimmed up and lost that extra 10 pounds and, and paid off their debts and, and worked on their self so they can get ready. Amen. Hadn't seen them, but got ready. Lord says, get ready. Amen. Faith prepares. We read the next verse here, verse 8, by faith Abraham, when he was called, he went out not knowing where he was going. We said faith obeys. And then last service, verse 10, he looked for a city. Faith looks for it. Anybody been looking for some things? How many looking for some chunks? Are you watching for them? In the morning when you get up, you ought to put your eyes and go, all right, where's that chunk? That's got to be coming in. Where's that chunk? Where's that buyer for my house? I'm looking for him. I'm looking for him. Faith looks for the fulfillment of what God told you. Now let's go on tonight to the next one. That didn't take too long, did it? The next one is our 11th verse. Let's pray a little bit before we read this. Father, thank you so much. For helping us and teaching us and blessing us. Your anointing is our teacher. Your Holy Spirit. And whatever we're supposed to get out of this verse tonight. We've asked you for utterance. And we do as a congregation. we, We ask together. And believe you for eyes that see and ears that hear. And a heart that's receptive. Give us answers to questions. Solutions to problems. Direction right now. Show us how this applies to us. Show us what is faith and what is not. And how we're to live and walk by faith. Anything we need to change or adjust or take away or add to. We are doers of your word and not hearers only. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Everybody sit out loud before I read this. I'm a doer of the word. I'm a doer of the word. I'm a faith walker. walker. I live by faith. I I walk by faith. I I please God God by by faith. Amen. You like this as much as I do? I just like talking about faith. I enjoy it. Uh, Somebody asked me, I came from a service a while back, and they said, well, how'd it go? I said, well, I enjoyed it. (laughs) I hope they did. In uh, verse 11, through faith, talking about faith now, through faith also Sarah. Why did he say also Sarah? He just got talking about her husband got through talking about her husband Abraham Abraham and Sarah you hear a lot about Abraham being a man of faith what about Sarah she was too she's, she got to be cuz she's here <laughs> you don't get in Hebrews 11 for being a doubter or a skeptic this is the hall of fame of faith right these are examples of faith held up for all generations to look at and go, now that's faith. Right? And compare ourselves with to see if we're in faith or not. Sarah was a woman of faith. I guess first of all it was Sarai or ever how you pronounce it, and then it was changed to Sarah. And I know people get into a lot of involved stuff about correctly pronouncing the words, but you know, even Hebrew and Greek scholars who spend their whole life studying these things disagree among themselves about how some of these things are supposed to be pronounced. So the main thing is that we we just understand what God's saying. Amen. Somebody said, uh, Brother Smith Wigglesworth years ago, man mightily used of God in faith, but uneducated. He wrote a letter to a young minister, and the young minister saw him later, and he said, "Did you?" He said. Brother Wigglesworth was kind of a, a gruff-speaking man, and he said, uh, "Did you get my letter?" And he said, uh, "Yeah, brother Wigglesworth." He said, uh, "Did you know you spelled Holy Spirit about seven different ways?" You <laughs> know, which we shouldn't have said, right? This is his elder, right? How many of that was disrespectful? And brother Wigglesworth said, "Well, did you understand what I said?" He said, "Well, yes, sir." He said, "That's all." Amen. And you know, you can know Greek and Hebrew and Chaldean and every other thing and still don't know what God's saying. Right. The important thing is what is God saying? Yeah. Sarah, <laughs> sister Sarah, mother Sarah, Amen. was a woman and is a woman. She's in heaven right now, very much alive. Amen. Of faith. Everybody say woman of faith. woman of faith. And it says Sarah herself. Every word significant. What does this mean? This thing wasn't just done only on Abraham's faith. Right? Sarah was in faith too. How vital it is that husbands and wives get in faith together. Scripture talks about the prayer of agreement. And that's something that just ought to work all the time with husbands and wives. If any two of you. Agree on earth is touching anything they ask, it'll be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. Well, if anybody, if you are to be able to get anybody to, to agree with you, it ought to be your husband or wife. Amen. Right? Yeah. Y'all ought to be able to get into agreement. Yeah. But you know many times people don't? Yeah. Did you know you can pray, you can take hands and pray a prayer and never get into agreement? Right. Did you know that? just because you ask for something just because you pray a prayer does not mean you got into agreement right. i know some friends of ours some years ago part of what they did was build spec houses and sell them and uh they had built a, a real nice house and were living in it while they were trying to sell it and some others and so uh the husband told the wife he said you know what?" Uh, Let's let's call these sold and believe for them to, just like we did here earlier. And so they they agreed. And man, house sold, house sold, house sold, house sold, except the one they're living in. And it went on month after month after month. And he said, uh, "Man, this is taking a while." He said, "You know, uh, it's sold, right?" And, and and she said, "Yeah, yeah." And, and <laughs> Two years and it's not sold. And he said, Man, you know and and, and, and finally he, he said, Are you in agreement with me about selling this house? She said, No. Oh. <laughs> he said, No, we prayed to prayer She said, I know, but I like this house. How many know you can pray? That don't mean you're in agreement. Amen. Right? And uh, he said, well, honey, he said, I'm planning on building us a better one than this in a different place. And he talked to her and they got, and finally she saw what he had in mind clearer and, and they did get an agreement. And I think it was two months. It was so. Everybody say agreement Of of faith, not just agreement of concept, agreement of mentality, agreement of feeling, agreement of faith Two people. In faith, about the same thing. Amen. Now, uh, Sarah herself, herself. Even though you can get in agreement with people, you can't just believe for people. No. Right. And they can't just believe for you. Now, the, there is an exception to this, is small children. You can believe for your small children just like you do for yourself. You can receive a healing for your three-year-old just like you receive it for your own body. I'm talking about your child. Now, my faith is limited concerning your child. I can agree with, and depending on how much you respect me or believe in me and how much you're believing, my faith can have. But if it's your child and you're doubting it and not believing it and I'm trying to believe for it, that's a problem. Because you have more authority in your child's life than I do. That's why it, it bothers me when I see children down at, in healing lines and the parents are not there. Amen. Even when it's grandparents. Because it's not the same. The parent has more authority spiritually in their child's life than the grandparents do. Now it ought to be that when we need to believe something for the child, the parents and the grandparents are in agreement. Amen. Unity of faith believing for the thing. And here we see Abraham was in faith, but Sarah also herself. Do you see it? Sarah herself. Not just her plus somebody, but her. She received strength to conceive seed and was delivered or brought forth a child when she was past age. Why? Because she judged him faithful who had promised <laughs> hallelujah faith judges god faithful faith is a receiver faith is a conceiver let me go over these three statements you see them very very pointed in this in this verse faith is a receiver right Faith is a giver. We've already seen that. But faith is also a receiver. You had to receive Jesus as your Lord. You receive the new birth. You receive the Holy Spirit. Amen. You receive uh, your finances. You receive your healing. Faith is a receiver. And faith also, part of being a receiver, part of this, is faith judges God faithful. Do you know that people are judging God every day? People talk about, well, God judging people. Well, people are judging God. Most of them don't even realize they're doing it. But they are. She judged God, what? Faithful. Faithful. What do other people judge Him? Let me read to you from some other translations, and it really brings this out. The Amplified here. The Amplified says, because she, Sarah, considered God who had given her the promise to be reliable and trustworthy and true to his word. Amen. Glory to God. What about these folks that you talking to them about God and about healing or something like that? And they say, well, now you just never know. <laughs> Did they just judge God? Yeah, they did. They wouldn't call it that, but they did. What did they just judge him? Unreliable. You just never know. What if I told you about a car of mine? And you said, and I'm going to let you use the car to go to Springfield. And you said, well, how about this a good car? And I said, well, <laughs> you just never know. <laughs> you might make it to Springfield. <laughs> and you might make it to, uh, Nixa. Or you might not get out of Branson. What am I telling you? Is it a rely? Can you count on it? No. I'm telling you, no, you can't count on it. Don't rely on it. Don't trust it. Don't leave in cold weather at nighttime. Wait till it's pretty and <laughs> daylight and stuff is open. <laughs> so you'll have opportunities to do what you need to do. I'm telling you, you just never know. About that Ford or that Chevy or whatever it is. (laughs) Just never know. What if I told you, no, 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 that's a good car. You can count on that. I'd drive that car to the West Coast. What am I telling you? Good car, reliable car. What about when people say, well, about God? Well, you just never know. (laughs) He might answer your prayer. He might not. Sometimes he says yes. Sometimes he says no. Sometimes he says wait a while. You just never know. Now, I know I just quoted some things that people say and believe, but where's that at in the Bible? I said, where's the scripture? Where's the verse? First of all, before you start trying to believe for something, you need to find it in the Bible. Find it in here. Find the scripture for what you're believing for. And if the Lord told you he would do something in here, can you count on him to do what he told you he would do? Is he reliable to his word? yes he is he's reliable but see you have to judge him to you faithful and reliable well then he'll do what he told me he'd do did he say if any two of you agree as touching anything you ask it would be done for you of my father which is in heaven come on did he say it can we count on him we can count on him then it's happy time we go ahead and be happy he's already heard our prayer. Amen. Amen. How can you be happy? Because you can count on God. He's reliable. He told us he'd do this. Believers would lay hands on the sick. And they shall recover. There's not all these ifs and ands and buts phrases that men put in there. Jesus said, believers would lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Can you count on that? People say, well, we hope so. But you just never know. They just judged God unreliable. I know they didn't mean to. They wouldn't say it like that. But that's what they did. But Sarah, did she have a miracle in her life? Conceived and brought forth a baby when she was 90 years old. The Bible said she was past the season of childbearing. She she was pat that she'd gone through the change of life. Abraham's ninety nine. What what if you seen them today and they went over to the hospital here? Ninety-nine and ninety. They said we're gonna get a checkup. And they said, what for? Just a regular checkup? No. We're gonna have a baby. He's ninety-nine. She's ninety. What do you think they'd say? What do you think could be happening in the waiting room or, or at the counter? <laughs> I am so sure. Grandpa. Grandma. You go, yeah, right. Now the reason I go through this is because that's what both of them did. Both of them, when they first heard it, laughed. And it was total unbelief. But they're in the book. And they had the miracle. What does that mean? They got over it. (laughs) They recovered from their unbelief. And got in faith. And stayed in faith. And got results. Can you start out in unbelief? And wind up in faith? Can you blow it and mess up bad and get in doubt? But get straightened out and get in faith? Can you start out in faith and get to wavering and get in doubt and get back in faith and get it anyhow? Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Proof positive right here. Go to Genesis. Genesis 18. I love faith. God loves faith. Makes him smile. This is the story of the angel of the Lord appearing to Abraham. Well, let me back up a little bit, back up to the 17th chapter of Genesis. And verse 15, the Lord was speaking to Abram, sounds like in a vision. But in Genesis 17, verse 15, towards the end of God's communication with him at this time, Verse 15, Genesis 17, God said to Abraham, as for Sarai, your wife, you shall not call her name Sarai, but Sarah shall her name be. And I will bless her and give you a son also of her. Yea, and I will bless her. A lot of her in there, isn't it? You'll see why. And she shall be a mother of many of nations. Kings of people shall be of her. And Abraham fell on his face and said, <laughs> you've got to be joking. This is the great man of faith here. <laughs> he, he was human too. Amen. Fell on his face and he laughed and said in his heart. Now he didn't say this out loud, but God heard it. When you say something inside yourself, does God hear it? Yes. Didn't he even open his mouth? Right. Not a sound came out. God hears, he, the scripture says, the Psalmist said, he knows my thoughts afar off. Right. And there's, there's not a word in my tongue, but he knows it all together before you ever say it. Right. He knows what you're thinking about saying. Yeah. Can't hide a thing from him, can you? Nope. That's why it's so foolish to run from God. That's ignorant. You can catch the fastest plane and go to the farthest part of the country and run away from God and get out there behind a palm tree and, and God says, Hey, what are you doing? How are you going to outrun God? How are you going to get away from God? People try. How I many know there's a world full of people running from God? One of the most ignorant things you ever did. Ask Jonah. And uh, Abraham fell on his face and he laughed. And he said in his heart, shall a child be born to him that's a hundred years old? And shall Sarah, who's 90 years old, bear? She couldn't conceive when she was 20 years old. Now she's 90. He thinks that is just real funny. (laughs) And Abraham said to God, oh, that Ishmael might live before you he don't believe it at all and God said Sarah your wife shall bear you a son indeed and I'm going to tell you what his name is it's going to be Isaac and I'm going to establish my covenant with him and his seed after him and you look in the, in the conversation verse 22 he left off talking with him God went up from Abraham he heard all that unbelief he wanted to hear Amen. he said now this is what it's going to be and he was gone and I'm sure Abraham laid there and thought Huh, I shouldn't have said that, I guess. <laughs> in in my heart. Amen. I shouldn't have thought that. Right. And he got to lay in, and he got straightened out. I don't know if it was that night, or the next day, or by the end of the week. But somewhere in there, he quit laughing. And started believing God. Amen. Didn't he? Because he's in the book. Yep. And in the 18th chapter, you see a very similar thing happen to Sarah. Verse 9, the Lord said to him, where's Sarah, your wife? He said, "Uh, she's over there in the tent. He said, I will certainly return to you according to the time of life. And lo, Sarah, your wife, shall have a son. And Sarah heard it in the tent door which was behind him. Now Abraham and Sarah were old. When the Bible says you're old, you're old. And well stricken in age. And it ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of women. She had gone through the change of life. Besides that, she couldn't conceive when she was young. And therefore, Sarah did what? Again, within herself. She didn't laugh out loud, but in her heart. Laughed within herself, saying, after I'm waxed old, shall I have pleasure, my Lord being old also? She thought that was real funny. He's 99, she's ninety. And all this talk about conceiving and bearing babies. She just laughed. And she thought that was funny. And the Lord said. Why did Sarah laugh? Saying. Shall I of a surety bear a child which I'm old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? Help me answer that question friends. Is anything too hard for the Lord? No, no, no. no. He said at the time appointed I will return to you according to the time of life. And Sarah shall have a son. And Sarah denied. She said "Uh, I didn't laugh because she was afraid. He said "Nah, you did laugh. (laughs) But apparently what happened with her? I'm sure. I mean this this is kind of uh, uncomfortable isn't it? She didn't say a word out loud. But she's back there in the tent and she hears him tell her husband. Uh, About this time next year, Sarah's going to have a baby. She thought, (laughs) "Uh I'm so sure. And uh, He says, why is Sarah laughing back there? Is anything too hard for the Lord? She said, "I I I didn't laugh. He said, yeah, you did. And then that's the end of it. He goes and walks on out with uh, Abraham and they begin to talk about Sodom and Gomorrah, you know. What do you think she's doing in the tent right now? (laughs) Thinking, you know, I probably shouldn't have laughed inside me like that. The Lord didn't like that. Is anything too hard for the Lord? Why couldn't the Lord do that if He wanted to? He made the heavens and the earth. He's made us rich. He's done all this other. Why couldn't he do it? She got to meditating on that. And and she instead of judging God funny, she came to the conclusion where she judged God faithful. And she said, Now hold on. If he said it, he is well able to do it. And if he said he would do it, then I'm going to call him faithful. And I'm going to say, Here's the handmaid of the Lord, do what you want in my life, and I'm going to believe it. Amen. Amen? And through that, quit laughing and say, now now you'll hear it. You know, people will scoff. They'll make fun. They'll look at you and how broke you are. And you talking about being rich? And they'll say, yeah, right. Rich, I know you are. Yeah, you're going to give big offerings. Sure you are. You're going to have a new car. Yeah, right. That's all unbelief. doesn't make any difference as long as you're not laughing with them can't be funny you can't be making jokes about how poor you are and you're in faith about getting rich Amen. you can't be making jokes about how sick you are Amen. And, ta- and be in faith about being healed you can't be making jokes about being 100 pounds overweight and you're in faith to lose it right. got to stop the fat jokes Amen. I'm serious if you're serious about losing you got to quit joking about it Amen. stop the fat jokes stop the poor jokes stop the sick jokes quit laughing Quit being incredulous. Th- quit thinking it's ridiculous. And get in faith. Amen. Amen. Even if you've floundered around and wavered and doubted and carried on. Now get in faith. And say no the word of the Lord is faithful. God is able and he's faithful. And his word is true. And I'm going to put my faith on this. And this is coming to pass in my life. Amen. Amen. Get on it with both feet faith wise. And what happened to her when she did that? Strength. began to come into her spirit. Ah, uh, can you see it? Can you imagine it? Faith began to come into her spirit and it began to change her insides. Amen. Oh, glory to God. She got in faith, and then strength began to come into her, and I mean her reproductive organs, her insides, her glands begin to change. She begin her youth began to be renewed. Amen. Amen. And she was a looker. Read the Bible, she was a looker in old age and vibrant enough and and Abraham believed it and strength came into him and their bodies were changed and she conceived and brought forth a child and their whole life was changed oh can you say amen does faith still work like, like that today can strength come in you for your body to be changed your finances to be changed your marriage to be changed your business to be changed whatever it is If you can believe God, is there anything too hard for the Lord? Praise God. Stand on your feet. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.